welcome to the Fit Chicks Chat Podcast, where we talk all things fitness, nutrition, and wellness for women to help you live your healthiest and fiercest life inside and out. And now, your hosts, Laura Jackson and Amanda Quinn. Hello, everybody, and welcome to today's episode of Fit Chicks Chat. My name is Laura Jackson. And I'm Amanda Quinn. And on today's podcast, we are talking about eating for a summer slim down. Whoop, whoop. <laughs> whoop, whoop. Well, I'm excited to talk about this because we just got back from our Fit Chicks retreat, which was so fun. Um, and I was talking a lot about this with the ladies there because there's so much conflicting information out there about nutrition. And I think even just, especially cause like I am a nutritionist and, you know, teaching the holistic nutrition weight loss expert. And I am diving really deep into different areas and different nutritional strategies. Right. Mm-hmm. So for me, I'm like, I, I kind of enjoy the amount of information, but I can see how for like the everyday person, it's so overwhelming. Like, what am I supposed to do? What, like, I'm hearing I should be eating high fat. I'm hearing I should be doing keto. I'm hearing I should be doing, you know what I mean? Like low carb. I'm doing this. Like it's so much information out there and then all the supplements on top of it. So that was one thing at the retreat this weekend. We were kind of like busting through a lot of myths and I just think we make it way too complicated. Yeah, I totally agree with you. And I know you and I have even had this conversation before where I've just said like, I feel like I feel like there's there's so many different messages out there and there's so many different fad diets and that's the thing. It's just a fad. Like it's a diet. Like it's just, it's something that's just popping up and it's probably going to work for some people. It's not going to work for everybody. Problem is, is that it only works, like it only works short term because with this, like if you don't have a proper eating strategy, if you're not eating the way that you can eat to live, then you're only going to like do it for so long. Right. And so it's like, it, it is like a fad or it is sort of just like this little blip in your life instead of, as opposed to it just being like something that you can implement long-term implement as part of your lifestyle. Well, and the thing too, is that a lot of the stuff that comes out as like mainstream popular, um, like diets or like yeah. superfoods or supplements, you know, let's use coconut oil, for example, like mm-hmm. coconut oil was like, all the rage for, you know what I mean? Everyone's like freaking out about it. Oh my God. It's like this magical food. And I still love coconut oil. I love it as a food. I also love it as, you know, body care. I love it for so many different things. And that's yeah, why I we have, a, we have a previous podcast. If you want to more about coconut oil, check it out. Cause we did one all about healthy, healthy, healthy hacks. It. Yeah. But yeah. Like I love- besides just eating it. And I love it for so many different things, but like it's, we get into the mentality, especially like in North America of like more is better. The all so or now, nothing too, like the whole like, just like, okay, like coconut oil is good. So I got to put it on like my toast and I got to go on it with it and I got to do this. And I got to do it. And like, you end up just eating like half a bucket of coconut oil a day. And it's t- then it's not going to be good for you because it's just like excessive. Well, and that's just it. And then there's now there's all this information that's coming out to actually watch the thing on Dr. Oz the other day. They had two doctors on, who yeah. are both very well-renowned professionals in their field debating like one had very strong points for against coconut oil and how it was bad for you because it's a saturated fat and blah, blah, blah. And then we had, you know, another doctor who was like on the completely opposite side and his research was showing like, no, that's not the case, blah, 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 blah. So it was like, it was really interesting. And that's what we were talking about the retreat too. Like there are you feel so like you many can't different- win. Yeah. Well, no, I just feel like there, we, we tend to take a concept and we either take it as like gospel, like, 
Mm-hmm. Like if, if one person, like I've had arguments with so many people in the nutrition field because it's like people will take one certain concept and then they think that that's the only thing that would work. And then they like, they won't listen to anything else. But the reality is, is some things work for some people and some things don't work for others. Mm-hmm. Or like we're doing too much of it. Like the coconut oil thing, like you said, like when we're having fats in our diets, like excessive, excessive fats, especially if you're somebody who already has a weight problem, especially if you're someone who's not doing full on like the keto diet, which will put you into ketosis. So if you're still having carbs and you're inject- ingesting a ton of fat, it's not going to be good for you. And if you already have health issues and you're like insulin resistant, then that's a whole different ball game. So when we just make these blanket statements, like this, like everyone should go keto. It's like, no, that's not, you know what I mean? Like to me, well, that's my opinion as a nutritionist, as a professional is that no, I don't think keto works for everybody. Mm-hmm. So like, it's just different. You know what I mean? Like different things out there. And it's like, I just think people need to, to also like look at their sources, do their research, you know, not just read one book or try one thing and be like, that's the way it, you know, it works forever. Mm-hmm. Um, cause there's so much information out there and so many things change. And but like that's I the said, same. I mean, the same thing goes for, and the same thing applies for fitness as well, because it's like with fitness, it's like, there's no one size fits all. There's no, like, this is the only way because some people, if they do high intensity intervals, maybe they're um, they already have adrenal fatigue. And so this is actually just going to cause like, it's almost like a reverse effect on them. Like it's going to be like more negative than positive for them. Or maybe with, you know, um, I don't know, like even for or something like that, maybe for some people, it just doesn't work for their bodies the way maybe it does for someone. And then they become like, you know, stressed out about it because it's something that's like, you know, rather than it becoming a joyful thing or movement, it becomes stressful. So I think, with exercise, you have to figure out the best plan of attack for you. And you have to be able to like determine what that looks like and what you can live with long-term as part of your lifestyle. And that's sort of what I was saying earlier. Like it has to be something that you can, that you can maintain and that you are happy to maintain as opposed to feeling like, like I can't imagine going through life being like, like when I used to eat low carb and I was like sad all the time, I can't imagine like that still feeling still that same way for the rest of my life. Like I would like just being like, Oh, I just really want to eat a sandwich. Like I'd be so sad. Right. No, so, but like, also, you know, point. like, but that's why what we're going to talk about today, like eating for the summer slim down, it's not, and especially because when you were doing the low carb too, it was like a lot of processed foods, right? Well, so no, like, I was just doing it really like, I was just doing it real dumb. Like I was just eating like chicken broth and celery and veggie dog. Like I was just not really eating. So I was- And sugar-free gummy bears. <laughs> <laughs> but this is where like I, so- what I was teaching at the retreat, I was talking about like my approach, not only for like that I use with my clients and that I teach, but also that I use with myself. And this is kind of my, the way I've eaten. And this, I mean, for me at my highest weight, I was almost 200 pounds. Like I've lost 50 pounds, kept it off for eight years. I don't struggle with gaining weight, losing weight. Like, and this is kind of my, my beacon, like the, what I do. And this is what I teach. So the first thing, so this is my four steps to eating for a summer slowdown. The first step is always focusing on quality. So this is not like rocket science, people, but this is like literally, so when you're looking at your food, I want you to think, don't even think about calories, don't think about keto, don't think about, you know, fat content or carb content or like anything. The first thing you want to do is just look at the food you're going to eat and is it real whole food? And if you can just even do that one step first, this will transform your life because a lot of times we get so overwhelmed. Like, should I eat that? Can I eat this? And then it's like, but we're not even looking at real whole food. We're just looking at like 
thinking about burgers and you know what I mean? Like ice cream and things that were like, Oh, well, should, can I fit that in my diet or whatever? Like just start with looking for quality and try to fill like 80% at least with real whole food and then 20% for, you know, other stuff. Like if you're going to drink wine or have some treats. Right. Now, when you say quality though, do you mean like the quality, like, like explain that a little bit more because I want to make sure that everyone understands, like, I understand what you mean, but I want to make sure everybody does like terms of the quality. Are you talking about like, you know, eating organic versus non-organic? Or are you talking about quality of just like eating fresh food versus frozen foods? Or, you know what I mean? Like, explain no, that I just think more. as long as, I just think as long as it's like, and I had this question at the retreat this weekend too, because one of the ladies was talking about a workshop she was at and where this guy was saying basically that, you know, if you're not eating organic, that you're totally poisoning yourself. And my professional opinion, again, this is my professional opinion based on my research, my experiences, my, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, of course. But I also think that or, like true organic is so hard to even trace because to become an organic farm, A, you have to be doing a lot of different practices. And also there's stuff that is close by that can blow over onto your veggies or crops or, you know what I mean? Especially where there's like highly sprayed areas. If you are anywhere near that, like the wind can carry those pesticides. So even if it is organic, is it really organic? Like we don't know. And I think it just is for the majority of us, that's like, again, next leveling it. That's like taking it a step further. So for when I think of quality, I just think of looking at things that either grow have ran, sw- like they swim or fly. So that's looking at like your vegetables, your fruits, um, like natural stuff, um, meat, chicken, fish, those types of things. So that's where for me, like then if you want to take it a step further and go organic and go constantly raw or fresh or whatever, that's like, again, next leveling. But I just think for the basic, if we just start looking at like, okay, do I have real food on my plate? That is the best starting point. Right. Because I think if when we start thinking about fresh versus frozen, organic versus non, then we start getting again into that overwhelm of like feeling like you're not doing it right, which then becomes so stressful. So mm-hmm. it's like just getting back down to like, okay, do I have real whole foods? You know, I use frozen fruit and frozen greens in my, spin- in my smoothies all the time. Um, I know some nutritionists who are like, nope, that's like not as high quality. Again, in my personal opinion and in my experience, I think it's, I think it's fine. And then if, again, if you want a next level, then you can get the organic fruits. Right. Okay. Um, I just wanted clarity on that to be sure that like the people listening understood exactly what you meant by the quality. Yeah. So it's just kind of like, so as soon as you start to, let's say you're at a buffet for work and you're like, I have no, like I'm trying to lose weight or I'm trying to manage my weight and I have no idea what to eat. So before you just get stressed out, just look. So you're at the buffet, they've got all the stuff set out, you know, the, the, trays, you know, those serving dishes and all the bowls of salad. And then they've got all the dessert tray. The first thing you want to do is just pick the things that are real whole foods. So we're not going to pick the things like the brownies and you know what I mean? Like the (laughs) pasta, like pasta is not real food. So like looking at just like what either had grown, run, ran, swam, or flew. And that's like, to me, that's the best, like that's your guide to kind of start because then you're staying away from all the processed and the extra, you know, sugars, the extra flowers and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. And I think it's really great right now too, because we're heading into summer and this is like the best time for produce, right? And the best time for low starch, low glycemic, low calorie fruits and veggies. Like they're in season now. So they're cheaper, they're abundant. They're so full of nutrition because it's their time to grow. 
So it's a great time for you to be able to start to buy all this stuff, like things like zucchini, summer squash, strawberries, blueberries, blackberries, tomatoes, all like the watery kind of vegetables, they all grow in the summer. And that's a tip too, if you're looking, if you're wondering what's the difference between like the low starch or the low calorie or the low glycemic vegetables versus ones that aren't, the typically the ones that grow in the summer are always the lower starch, low glycemic. Right. But when it comes to veggies, do you worry, like for you, for your own personal way that you eat, do you worry about the different veggies that you eat? Like, are you very specific about like, do you not eat certain vegetables because of their gluten level or do you eat all fruits and veggies? Because I know like, I know that there are some um, strategies out there that are like, if it's a vegetable, you can eat as much as you want kind of thing and you eat any type of vegetable. So I guess, what is your strategy on that? I know with fruit, it's a little bit different because fruits have a lot of like high sugars and stuff, but I also know that there are some strategies out there as well that say any fruits or vegetables, eat anything you want because it's a fruit or vegetable. It's a real food. Don't worry about it as long as not like, you know, strawberry parfait, <laughs> like as long as actual strawberries then eat it. Or if it's really, you know, carrots, then eat them kind of thing. Do you worry about that yourself? Um, I don't really worry about it, but I do definitely eat the majority of my vegetables from the low glycemic. So the majority of the vegetables that I always buy. So for example, I just went to the grocery store. I bought bags of um, coleslaw. So just cabbage, like shaved like cat, that's one of my constant go-tos. I know. Um, I eat a lot of, <laughs> yeah, I eat a lot of zucchini. Um, I eat a lot of mushrooms. I eat a lot of tomatoes. I eat a lot of asparagus, cucumbers. Like literally, most of my vegetables, the starchier vegetables, like beets, um, potatoes, sweet potatoes, yams, all the root vegetables. I don't really eat very much of. Maybe and on is holidays. That, is that just because of the glycemic level, or is it just because of a preference? Both. Both, like because the, I try to get the majority of my carbohydrates from the low glycemic options. If it's a workout day and if I've been lifting, then I probably will eat a little bit more. And we did a whole thing on carb cycling, but I probably will eat. Um, those would be the days I would have like a, more of a natural starch. But if I'm sitting around, because I always think of like calories are energy, right? And if you're mm-hmm. sitting all day long, you don't need a lot of energy to function. So when we're eating like a lot of these starchier things, even if it's natural vegetables, and I don't like, I don't want people to get scared of eating, you know, eating potatoes or eating yams or eating um, beets and all the starchier ones. But it's just like when we're sitting around, we don't need energy. We don't need to be consuming that much. So it's like, I try to eat the things that are heavier like higher glycemic on the days that I'm going to have more activity. So if I'm going to be lifting weights, those would be the days I'd have like bananas or pineapple or mango. But if it's days that I'm just sitting around and you know what I mean? Like it's a rest day or I'm just walking. Um, then I would just definitely stick to all my fruits are going to be like berries, uh, um, apples, pears, that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Cool. And that way it's like, yeah, like that way for me. And this is because, again, this is for weight loss. This is for a summer slim down. If you're someone who's already at your goals, then you know what I mean? Still, if you start having excessive stuff, then you might get away from your goals. But if you're looking, these are just simple ways to start to dial things back without being overwhelmed by it. So just like quality, going for the lower sugar, lower glycemic veggies, having a lean protein, some healthy fats, and not excessive. Like even with the coconut oil, like when we were talking about it at the retreat, because this girl was saying how her coach, she had a keto coach and they were like, yeah, just pile as much coconut oil on as you want. She's like, uh, I don't think that's such a great idea. <laughs> but again, it's a, strat- 
Well, it's a strategy that depends on if you're in ketosis or not, right? That's a whole different conversation. Yeah. But, um, but even for me, when I like when I'm talking to my students or my clients about portions, it's like in a serving, like one tablespoon is enough fat, healthy fat, like one tablespoon of olive oil on your salad or one tablespoon of coconut oil to cook stuff in, you know, like that's still a good amount of calories, a good amount of fat. You're getting the benefits from it mm-hmm. without going overboard. Yeah. It's funny that you so, said that. I was just reading an article recently that was saying, it was talking about how, you know, a lot of times when people are trying to slim down or lose weight or anything like that, that they don't, that's the one thing they don't pay attention to is like cooking oils and stuff like that, where they'll like actually use like, and I know actually, then it made me think about myself and I was looking at like, I was like, oh wait, yeah, that's so true. Like when you're cooking, sometimes instead of like measuring out like, oh, a tablespoon of oil to like cook your veggies in or something like that, sometimes you'll just pour it from the bottle, right? And you don't notice, but maybe you have like three tablespoons there. So now your veggies have become like much higher in calories and calories are still like, it's still, you know, I don't count calories myself. It's still something that you have to be mindful of because your calories are your energy source, but you don't need excessive calories. Right. And I know, I think well, that's your next thing, right. Is quantity, like quantity of things. Yeah. And one of the, <laughs> just a tip for that too. Like one of the most simplest things I find is instead of just pouring the oil into the pan and then just like heating it up, what I do is I pour it in, then I just take a paper towel and I wipe the whole pan. With it. So it's all, yeah, no, that's what I do. Yeah. Yeah. And I it removes the, yeah. the excessive stuff. But yeah. So number one is just like, literally like let's, we'll keep using like the buffet barbecue, like you're at a work event, buffet barbecue is kind of like your, yeah, as our example. So you're there, you start looking, you're like, I'm stressed. I don't know what to eat. First thing your, your eyeballs are going for is the quality. So again, before I talk to anyone about anything else, that's the first thing I want them to kind of get into the routine of doing, because once we can start to fuel our body with the nutrients it needs, then automatically a lot of things start going away, like a lot of cravings, a lot of stuff like that. Mm -hmm. And then we can start to dial it in and like talk about quantity, talk about, you know, how much of each of the macronutrients and stuff like that. But the first, first thing is if you're just starting, just always look for the quality. And then, so second, like you said, it's the quantity I look at next. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so yeah. this is where, especially because remember, we're talking about a summer slim down and this is something that we all still, uh, well, even at the retreat, we're talking about this. Um, we try to cheat this, this part because we think <laughs> if we're eating just good food, like avocados, that we can eat as much as we want or nut butter. We can eat as much as we want because it's real whole food. Yeah. Well, no, that's unfortunately not the way it works. Especially again, as, as you said, like, especially if you are looking to slim down, like if you are looking for like a bit of like a weight loss, if that's part of your goal, you have to be mindful of the quantity. And I know like I'm guilty of that for sure. Like in terms of quantity where I'm like, oh my gosh, I haven't eaten all day. I'm so hungry. And then I eat like a massive amount of food at once. And it's like way too much, way, way too much. Well, yeah, like, and it's, even though it's good food, it's like veggies and meat and rice or whatever. It's still too much. Well, I mean, I could eat an entire avocado in one sitting and no problem. And Mm -hmm. that's like, a lot of calories. I can't even think how much is in maybe 500 calories, 600 calories, plus all the fat, which, excuse me, again, it's good fat, but it's like, it's just, we don't need that much. And of course, when you can there's still keep calories in an avocado, there's what? There's that many calories in one avocado. I didn't even know that. Uh, let me just Google these. I thought for some, I thought for reason it would be like 250 
300 in a whole avocado yeah i don't know that was just my <laughs> that was just my guess <laughs> i knew Hold it was on. a higher i'm googling this right now i knew it was a higher cal food but i didn't think it was like 500 calories 600 calories that's crazy Oh yeah. Like even when you're having an avocado, like I always recommend just to do a quarter of one, which is not very much. Um, uh, wait, there's different for different sizes. <laughs> I will, I will get on this after, but depending on, and also it depends on the size. Cause this is the other thing too, right? Like, I don't know about you where where I live, there's, av- the avocados are massive. So when we're talking about like, okay, this is probably, let's say a hundred grams of avocado, which maybe is like here, it's like 160 calories. Mm-hmm. Well, my avocados and 160 calories of 15 grams of fat, my avocados are probably like 300 grams. Like they're massive. I'm not even joking. Yeah. So, and that's where when we think just one avocado, you know what I mean? So it's just, again, it's like, I would go for about, yeah, like they, here it says one fifth of an avocado is 50 calories and 4.5 grams of fat from them, if that's their medium avocado. Right. So anyways, so <laughs> just again, just be aware of, of the size and the, like, I mean, if you're curious, you can weigh your avocado, but I would just usually just kind of rule of thumb again, without getting too obsessed. I just go for like a quarter of an avocado. Um, but yeah, so the quantity, like it's this is something that no matter what, like when it comes to weight loss, but even when it comes to weight management. So when we talk about weight loss, one thing, but like, if you want to keep yourself from gaining weight down the road, these are things too, you still want to be aware of, right? Because excess weight can lead to a lot of other issues. So we want to make sure that we're not gaining weight. Um, but a lot of people, the thing is we don't know how much our body needs because everyone body, everyone's body has a different amount of calories that we need, right? Like mm-hmm. I'm 5'10" your five, four, like we have totally different needs. Definitely. So, um, one of the, the kind of, we do in our, in our holistic nutrition weight loss expert program and in our fitness and nutrition expert program, we teach how to calculate macros based on individualized people. So to understand how much each person would need, but there's kind of a little like calculation that's, it's very broad. This isn't exact at all, but it'll give you kind of an idea of your starting for weight loss. So one thing you would do is you could take your goal weight and just times it by 12. And then that would give you an idea of how many calories you could cut you. That's a really cool trick. Yeah. Like should be having, or can kind of start an experiment with yourself, start at that and see if you're losing weight really quickly, if you're not losing weight at all. So like, let's say you're 150 pounds is your goal weight. So times that by 12, that would mean that you would need, um, you would kind of start around 1800 calories a day. And that Mm -hmm. should be your kind of weight loss calories. Now that's really broad because like when we do it in class, we really drill down and, and, and look at the exercise and you know what I mean? Like your age, your weight, your height, like all the things that can contribute to that. Because if you're more active, you're going to need more calories. But um, that's kind of like a good, kind of like just a cool little starting point. And then, I mean, this is something too I, I teach. Like I'm not a tracker. I don't, because it, I find it too obsessive, right? Me too. That's exactly why I don't have like a food journal and I don't have a Fitbit and I don't have like any of those things because I found when I did start tracking those things, I became too obsessed and it became too much. And I didn't want to go down that path of like, it becomes, it becomes almost like a negative force in my life opposed to a positive for me, for me personally. And so I found that I had to eliminate those because I don't want 
my food and I don't want my exercise because it's a part of my lifestyle. I didn't, I never wanted it to become something that was a negative part of my life because it's something that I focus on every single day. So if you're someone, if you're listening now and you kind of feel like it's consuming you and making it like a very negative experience or making you feel very negative about progress or about perfection or about any of those things, you might want to reconsider or find else that works for you. Completely. And that's where like, I don't track, but I do like one of our, one of our assignments is we have them calculate their macros and have them track it for three days just to see what it's like, you know, and, and, and share with us, did they like it? Did they hate it? I mean, some people, they love it. Some people, they absolutely hate it. It's, it's very personal, right? But it is a tool too, that if you're going to be utilizing it with clients, you want to know what it's like to do it. Mm -hmm. And I also... And when it comes to quantity, like if you're really not sure, because this, this is the other thing too, we underestimate how much we eat and we overestimate how much we exercise. So Boo. 18, like, <laughs> that's like 18, worse. <laughs> I know. Let's say 1800 calories. Okay. We're using our example. We times our goal weight by 12, 150, 150 pounds. Um, that would be 1800 calories for weight loss. So I wouldn't recommend to someone to do the long-term tracking because I personally don't like I have eating disorder issues, so it triggers a lot for me. Mm-hmm. Um, but the one thing I do recommend though, if you're curious to know how much food that is, just track for like a day or three days, like we do in the assignment. Don't do it for the long term, but it can give you a visual then so you know how much food that is. Of course, first looking at the quality, because that's where we always start. Yeah. But this way, it can kind of just give you that, like, so you know moving forward, okay, well, whoa, I was having three servings of oatmeal. You know what I mean? Like, and I thought I was just having one bowl of oatmeal, but really that was way too much. Like, yeah. You know, one of the cool things too, that I find when you actually start paying attention is that I didn't know about the avocado thing, but I know, I know the calories of like approximate other foods and stuff, like the foods that I eat generally and start paying attention to the quality like you were talking about in the quantity and you think about it. You can actually, when you're eating good, high quality foods that are real food, it's insane to me how more food you can actually have within that 1800 calorie range, even if you're not tracking it, but like roughly versus if you were eating processed food. Like it's insane. It's insane to me. Like the comparison, like where it's like, Oh, you can have like one, I don't know. Like for example, like if you're eating out and you can have like a burger and fries, which is probably like what, 1500 calories or something crazy. Or you could have like two apples and a handful of nuts and like this and this and a salad and all this stuff. Like, you know, so it's kind of like, you got to weigh out your options. You got to be like, okay, well, do I want to have like this one meal? It's basically like an entire calorie bomb that's taking away like every amount of calories I should be having today. Or should I have all this food to satisfy me throughout the entire day? Well, yeah. And And I'm not, sorry, let me just say though, I'm not suggesting to anyone that if you are eating that burger and that's the only thing you should be eating, that's not what I'm suggesting. I'm just saying is like a comparison. (laughs) <laughs> Let me be clear. <laughs> well, yeah, but because we eat so emotionally now, and that was something me and the ladies were talking about at the retreat a lot, is like there's so much more that's tied into food that's not just about fueling our bodies, right? And we want to keep it like food is so much a part of our culture and it's so much a part of family and events and you know history and all these things that we celebrate around which is great like there's mm-hmm. nothing better for me than sitting down around a table with my friends my family my partner and like enjoying a conversation over a really good meal that we've cooked you know what i mean like there's nothing for me like that's one of my favorite things in the whole world to do mm-hmm. so like i i don't like the idea of 
you know, be making it so about numbers and about all of that. But we also have to get real about the fact that we are completely overindulging and we're eating way too much. Like our bodies don't need this. And that puts a stress on our bodies. Like your body has to clear and digest all that food. You know what I mean? And then like do like process all those nutrients and make poop and poop it out and like all this stuff that goes through, which puts your body under a lot of work constantly. Like when we're digesting, 70% of our energy goes to our digestion. So we literally like our brain function is lowered. Our immune systems are lowered. Like everything is lowered while, and if we're constantly digesting, Mm -hmm. like it's a lot of work for our body. And that's why I like fasting. Now I'm not saying again, like don't eat, but like, like even intermittent fasting, like going from like, you know, seven o'clock at night till, you know, mid morning, not having something to eat. Like I actually, I have a qu- yeah, I have a question for you in regards to that then in regards to, cause you were saying like, you know, if 70% of your energy is being used to digest, why do people suggest then? Cause I know that there's different takes on like how much you should eat today. Like some people say just eat your three meals. Some people say they eat six small meals and they constantly keep your body like digesting and burning and eating and everything else. But what's your take on that? What is your preference? Because I know I don't personal preference for my, myself is I just eat the three meals a day and then maybe one snack depending on how hungry I am. But that's sort of my personal thing. But what is it that you recommend? My, what I do personally and what I've, all of the research I've done and what I believe in the most is mm-hmm. the, the less meals, the better. Yeah. So that's, like, and that's sort of, you know, um, sorry to cut you off. That's sort of what I've learned well from like a nutritionist and, um, a dietitian that I was working with or that was saying, you know, if you're constantly eating that, and she's saying that there's no real research that shows that the meals a day really actually works. It's just like the quality of your food. But she was saying that like, if you're constantly eating then your body never has any time to ever use any of its stored energy or stored fats. So if you're, if you're constantly eating, then it's just using the fuel putting in your body versus if you're only eating say three meals a day, then in between those meals, she said you should have a minimum of a three hour window between meals in order to give your body time. Of course, she was just saying like a minimum of in order to give your body time to actually go into its stored energy. Cause after three hours, it will actually start using its energy for purpose of, you know, movement and everything else. Yeah, like I would, I would think it's longer from what I've seen and what like I've studied. Like I said, I she said it was minimum. Four, yeah, I say minimum four to six hours between yeah. meals. Um, we, I was actually talking about this too, the idea of being sugar, sugar, uh, sugar burner versus fat adapted, mm-hmm. and you know, people think it's this magic thing, but really what it is, is it's essentially taking, you know, going from fueling your body on the carbohydrates we are constantly eating. Because when you're a sugar burner, you're so used to basically like the only energy you have is coming from the constant supply of carbs you're eating. So as soon as you don't have carbohydrates in your bloodstream, you're like crashing. That's when we think about that three o'clock crash. Like you're like crashing, like you feel like garbage. Mm -hmm. And then it's like when you're fat adapted, or a fat burner, you can go for the long periods of time without eating because you don't need to, because you can get the energy you need from your body, your stored fats. Um, Mm. so it's this, it's the way, and that's where like when I'm talking about the low glycemic foods and taking longer breaks between what we eat and, um, 
you know, making sure you're not doing things, which I'm going to talk about drinking your calories and things like that. Like these are things that are going to help your body start to get more fat adapted and more accustomed to burning fat as opposed to just waiting for you to put something in your mouth to get energy from. Mm-hmm. Sorry to cut so, you off. I know you were going to, you were talking about pros and I'm like, wait, what do you think about timing? But sorry, go on. <laughs> no. And that's where too, like I, again, like that stuff is like next level. It's like, so when you're just like, that's where I think too, it makes things overwhelming because some people are like, well, wait, I ate two hours in between my meals. Now I'm not gonna be fat adapted. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, the case, like just first, again, worry about the quality, then look at the quantity and calculate what you think it is for your weight, like based on goal weight times 12. If you can track for one to three days, just to see, just to give yourself an actual visual, like you might be shocked. Like, whoa, I was eating way too much. Or you could be like, I was eating not enough. enough. Yeah. Which can also, which so really hinder any kind of weight. Yeah. And then also then if you're someone who doesn't like to track like me, some of the best ways just to simply be able to cut down your quantity of the calories you're consuming is just don't drink your calories. So make sure all of your calories are coming like from your food, not your, not what you're drinking. So like cutting out these Frappuccinos and Coke (laughs) and soda and like flavored waters and all of these things. And just focus on like herbal teas, you know, regular water, sparkling water, black coffee, um, or coffee with almond milk, things that it's like, cause it's so easy to rack up like 500, 600 calories in drinks a day. And then suddenly if you're just say your calories are 1800, now you only have 1200 left for food. You're going to be hungry. You're going to be hungry. No, for sure. So it's like maximize your calories for the energy, for the nutrition that's going to fuel your body, not that's just going to keep you hydrated where you can get that from water. Mm-hmm. And then, um, so always looking at the quality, then looking at the quantity. So the other thing I like to do too is like portion control methods. Like we talked about the whole thing before of like the hand method of like different sh- um like different parts of your hand represent different thing. Like the palm of your hand is essentially a serving of, of meat. So that's like three to four ounces. So if you're wondering, okay, how big a piece of chicken breast should I eat? Like look at the palm of your hand. So let's say you're at that buffet barbecue, then you'd find a piece that's kind of the same size as that. Or like if you're looking for a tablespoon of oil, it would be like your thumb knuckle to the tip as opposed to, so like just say you're trying to see what that would look like or like peanut butter. It's kind of like the same thing. So those are just ways to kind of eyeball your, your portions, but just, you know, pick ones that aren't massive. Cause like now it's like our fruits are massive. Our avocados are massive. All this stuff is massive. So it's like, try to find ones that are just like the normal size. Yeah. So it's like quality and quantity. And then the third thing that I do is then when we start, once you've got those things down, so you're not like overeating all the time and you're figuring out what's the amounts for your body is then I focus on the macros breakdown. So, and I've talked about this a lot on the podcast, but this is something I've been talking about for 10 years and I'll probably be talking about from 10 years from now. And it's, we need to balance all three of our macronutrients. So we have our carbohydrates, our fats, and our proteins. Mm -hmm. So what happens is when we only have carbs, and this is where a lot of us are out there, you know, just having that bagel for breakfast, bagel with jam, let's say, and then, you know, a cup of black coffee, there's no fats or proteins in there to slow down digestion. Mm-hmm. So that carbohydrates, whether it's from flour, whether it's from sugar, whether it's from starch, it turns to sugar in our bodies. So if we're only eating carbohydrates, we have too much sugar in our blood which means too much insulin being released, which is our storage hormone, which then doesn't allow us either to tap into any stored fat. And then it just becomes this riding that roller coaster of cravings and weight gain and all this stuff. So we can't just be eating carbohydrates on their own. Mm -hmm. 
Then we have fat. So, you know, right now there's the whole idea of, of keto and um, which again, it works for some people. And I'm not saying that it's a bad diet. It ha- has a lot of benefits to it, but a lot of people are just using it for weight loss, which that's not what it was originally created for it was to help with a lot of health issues. Mm-hmm. Um, but when we're looking at for the long term, if we're only eating fat, we're not really going to get much fiber for our poop. <laughs> And we're also going to be having low protein for building muscles, growing hair, like everything in our body, protein's the building blocks of our body. So if we don't have protein, we're not going to be able to build, right? And then if you're only eating protein, then you're getting no fats for happy hormones. So all of these like macronutrients play into, um, they all I'll play a very special role. So I like, I love all three of them the same. We just need to make sure we're not eating it from the bad sources and we're not having too much of one. That's my personal opinion. Mm-hmm. No, but I agree with you. Cause I, I think that, well, I mean, I know from the breakdown how it arcs, but I also just think like, I also think like if you're not balancing your food out, if you're not balancing your plate or literally just eating one thing over and over and over again, it's like your body needs different things in order to function. So if you're only having protein and you're just, that's like all you're focusing on and you're like, I don't eat any kind of fruits. I don't eat this. I don't eat that. And you just like limit yourself so much. Like where is your body supposed to find all these other nutrients that balance it out? Like it's impossible. So you have to have a balanced diet in order to be able to, but I I do agree. Like so many people are carb obsessed. Like I know I am slash was like, I've been working on it hardcore in terms of reducing my carb intake, but it's like you, you have to figure out how to balance out, you know? And I think one of the strategies that you talked about a lot and that I follow now is like making your veggies, your like making your vegetables sort of like the number one thing on your mind when you're planning your meals. And I do that rather than trying to focus on just like, what's the carb, what's the main meal. So instead of thinking like, oh, I'm going to pasta, I'm like, I'm going to have asparagus. What am I going to eat with my asparagus? And then that has actually helped me a lot with all of my food and um, making sure that I'm getting enough balanced meals with the three different macros in it. Well, yeah. And what's interesting too, is that, you know, when we're talking about macros breakdown, so you know, we always talk about eating the complete in three. So just making sure when you look at your plate, you're like starting off with the low glycemic veggies. So that, that's what we talked about qualities, the low sugar, the low starch, the higher water, all the ones that are in season right now, making sure that that's at least like half your plate. Yeah. Even more. And then starting there and then balancing it with a lean protein and a healthy fat. Um, so like, let's say again, we're using our, our example of our buffet barbecue. We're looking at the buffet barbecue, first thing our eyes are looking for is, okay, what is on this barbecue that is real whole foods? So I'm looking for quality. And if I could just stop there, that's number one. Number two is the quantity. So how much am I going to take? So, okay, I'm going to use my hand method and I'm going to, you know what I mean? Like pick normal portions. Mm -hmm. And if you're still hungry, load up on the low glycemic vegetables. Like that's where you're going to get the most vitamins and minerals and you're going to feel the fullest from. So -hmm. if you're still hungry, then load up on those. But that's where you're like, okay, got my quality. Now it's like, okay, I'm watching my quantity, like just using my hand method. I'm going to get a drink. I'm not going to drink my, my calories. So I'm going to get a drink that's like ice, unsweetened iced tea or something. And then the third thing you're going to do is make sure that on your plate that you have those three macros. So you've got your low glycemic veggies, high fiber as your carb. Then you've got your lean protein and then you've got your healthy fat. And right there, that alone without having to count and, and stress and all this stuff, you just easily created a blood sugar balancing 
healthy, real whole meal that's going to keep you from gaining weight because you're not overdoing it, right? So that's like the complete and three rule. But the thing that's interesting too is that when you were saying like, like a lot of people, they're on certain diets for like for weight loss or, or whatnot. But really when it comes even down to like the macros breakdown of how much carbs, fat, and protein we each need, we each need such a different amount based even on like our constitution. So like some of us are ectomorphs, which means we're naturally fast burners. We're taller, we're skinnier. We, um, and we all know people like this, like, you know, they can eat, eat stuff. They have a hard time holding onto weight. They have a hard time building muscle, mm-hmm. you know, like they literally like they're the person who's eating bags of Doritos and never gain a pound. You're like, what the heck? But they're <laughs> like <usually>, my sister. <laughs> yeah, like they have a naturally have a higher tolerance for carbohydrates. And so if you were to put them just on a high fat diet, a lot of times they're not going to thrive because their body also needs more needs more carbohydrates because that's what they they burn f- like first for fuel. Well, everyone burns it first, but for them it's like that's their their constitution. But then you have somebody who's an endomorph who's naturally broader, thicker. Um, you know, they're usually someone who gains fat and gains muscle pretty easily, but for them, they need to be doing in their exercise more cardio. They also need to be having less carbohydrates because their body is not as adapted to utilizing carbohydrates. So it's like, again, like everyone has a different need, but it's like the starting point without making it complicated is just looking at your plate and making sure you've got all three with the, with the majority being from the low glycemic vegetables. Right. And those are the three things I do. And that's what I've done literally for the last 10 years. That's what I teach. That is what I still go by is that, you know, I don't stress about losing weight because I just know, okay, well, if I've gained weight, first thing I do is I go back to the beginning, looking at my quality. How's my quality been lately? If it's been, you know, I'm having tons of wine and tons of cheese and tons of stuff, you know, like crackers and cheese and all these things from events. I'm like, okay, I need to tighten up on my quality. I need to get back to that. Then I look at my quantity. How much have I been eating? Have I been overeating? And then the third thing is like, have I not been, you know, balancing out my macros and just been like eating only carbs or only fats or only. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of where I go back to. And I think it's a really cool exercise and it's easy. We can all do it. Even if you just sit right now and look at like, how has my eating been over the last while? And you can, and right away, you'll probably be able to recognize, was it the quality? Was it the quantity? Was it that I was not eating a balance? No, definitely. I think that it's, I think those are all really great tips. I really like it. I really like the idea. And I I never knew that whole cool tip about just like, I know it's like not an exact science, but the whole thing of taking your goal weight and multiplying it by 12 to get an idea of your calorie. Like I had no idea. That's super cool. Well, and it's good because it just kind of gives you, again, we don't want to get obsessed with the calories. No, but it's a great like just idea. Like it's just like a great idea to just give you like kind of a ballpark sort of kind of thinking about. Because again, I don't know about it. I don't count calories, but I'm like, okay, cool. I know it's that. Then at least I know like, okay, roughly where I need to be targeting. Yeah. And I think it's one of those things that no matter what you should know, whether you want to track or not, you should know what your number is just so you're not feeling that like, why the heck am I eating weight? And I'm, I'm doing everything right with the quality. You know what I mean? So you're not feeling like you're at the mercy of something else. You're kind of like, okay, no, I can take ownership that I've been eating too much. So I just need to like dial that back or bulk up on more low glycemic veggies. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's all so about yeah, volume. So <laughs> it's all about volume. Hit those stretch receptors. Okay. So with that, we're going to wrap this up. So for anyone listening, I hope you enjoyed our eating for a slimmer summer slim down, but in all reality, this is the way you could, you should be. Well, I believe you should. We're be- talking summer slim down cause it's summertime, but it's yeah. really like eating for like a life strategy. <laughs> 
all year round. So yeah. So for more information on us, you can check us out at fitchicksacademy.com. We have some programs coming up. Of course, we have our holistic nutrition weight loss experts. So if you love learning about this stuff, then that is the program for you. Um, It's all about weight loss, getting the body in balance, and then of course, coaching others. And then we also have our fitness and nutrition expert program coming up that starts on September 26th. Um, so that's another one that's an amazing program tying in fitness, nutrition, wellness, and business. And then of course, if you have any questions at all, we always love to hear from you or any ideas what you want us to talk about. So email us at info at Okay, chicks, have an amazing day and we'll talk to you next week. Bye everyone. Thanks for listening to the Fit Chicks Chat Podcast. Want more healthy love? Visit www.fitchicks.com for amazing resources, free workouts, recipes, tips, and so much more to help you live your healthiest and fiercest life inside and out.